It's time for the Pistons Pod. Here's your host, Matt Derry. All right, here we go, everybody. It is a new episode and edition of the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com and wherever you get your podcasts. The team is back in the States, back in town after a week in Paris, France for the NBA overseas activities in the game against the Chicago Bulls over in Europe. Unfortunately, the Pistons are lost to Chicago, but what an experience for a lot of the players, an opportunity for a guy like Killian Hayes to go back home, and the Pistons represented very well over there in Paris as they uh, ran the game. You heard Mason's voice as the PA, all of that. And uh, our guest today is somebody that got a lot of ink and a lot of pub while overseas covering the team, and it's a great, great story, and it's a, it's a young man that is so dedicated to his craft and um, just loves the NBA and is well-deserved in getting some kudos for what he does and what he has meant to the sport over the last a couple of years. But a great buzz over there, certainly, uh, for the Pistons and Bulls. It was a good basketball game. Again, unfortunately, a Pistons loss as the young guys continue to battle uh, and fight, that's for sure. One guy that also has gotten a little bit of a buzz uh, overseas is our guest here on the Pistons pod today. He's a Greek sports reporter for the NBA from SDNA over in Greece. His name is Christos Tisaltis, and he's a bit of a Pistons legend and has been all over their social media this week, and he joins us today on the show. Christos, uh, an honor to talk to you, my friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. How you doing? I'm fine. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so you are there. You are in Paris. Originally, though, you, you're from Greece and you work out of Greece. But um, what an honor kind of it is to, to to meet many of these players and talk to them up close and one-on-one, whereas you've only talked to them via Zoom before. What's it been like? Yeah, it was uh, such a dream for me because I grew up watching NBA and watching the glory days of uh, the Detroit Pistons. And when I was uh, younger, watching the, those those games and talking right now with the Detroit Pistons players was something remarkable, something that uh, I was dreaming for it. And now I, I, I lived it. it. It was a great honor for me, no doubt. So take me, take me to, to when this all started, you started covering the NBA during the pandemic. So it's been a couple of years. Um, but how did you get started and, and maybe what was your first assignment? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. I started to cover the NBA on a consistent basis during the pandemic. But I started right about basketball uh, six six years before the pandemic. And uh, I write about uh, European basketball, Greek basketball, and the NBA. But uh, uh, during, the, during the COVID period, I write more consistent about the NBA. And I had the opportunity to talk to interact with the players and coaches. And it was just a dream for me who grew up with all those players with the NBA as a, as a top of my bucket list to talk with players and stuff. It was something that undescribable. I still can't believe it. I still can't <laughs> believe it. It's, it's really neat, Christos. Um, what's your background? Did you go to school for journalism or did you just, uh, where did this all start? I, fi- I finished school in Greece. I finished the high school and then I started working when, since 20 years old. When I was 20, I started to I st- uh, was starting to write about basketball, and now nine years later, I, I'm here in my first NBA game. 
Oh, so the game here with the Bulls will be the first game you've ever attended. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh, dude, this is unbelievable. You're you're gonna go nuts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is so exciting. All right, so how did you get involved with the Pistons? Because the other day you were uh, at uh, one of the media sessions with the team, uh, right there on the court, taking pictures with Isaiah Stewart. I mean, what? How did this all start? Where you kind of have this connection with Detroit? Yeah, uh, I had connection with the Pistons during the zoom sessions during the pandemic and after pandemic and uh, i was trying to cover as many as as many teams as i as i could and the pistons was one of the teams that really intrigued me to cover because they are they are young they had great talent and still have great talent and they have the interest in europe was big and still is uh, and this the interest is still big in greece about the detroit pistons they had jeremy grant who was really famous in uh, Greece. Kilian Hayes also is really famous in Greece and Europe as well. And uh, for me, it was a great, uh, great chance to cover a team that uh, the interest in Europe and the fan base in Europe was big. Christos Tesaltas is with us from SDNA over in Greece, covering uh, the Pistons, the Pistons and the Bulls, and this NBA Paris game. Wait, take me back. Jeremy Grant is popular in Greece. Why is that? Yeah. Uh, his brothers, Zerian and Zerai Grant, played in Greece. Uh-huh. And when he wo- when he played for the Detroit Pistons, he came here in Greece to watch them play. And they had there there were a lot of fans that recognized him and took photos with him, with him and talked about the Pistons and stuff. It was really cool. So your followers and people that follow you, whether it's Twitter or or on the site at SDNA and all that. Um... So because the Pistons were were, were were cool to you and the, the PR staff kind of gave you the access, um, now, now the Pistons have some fans o- o- over in your neck of the woods, huh? Yeah, the, the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons always have uh, had fans in Greece. Since uh, Larry Brown days with Chuck okay. Billups, Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace, that team was really remarkable. And even before, even... Uh, even earlier with the bad boys, there yeah. are fans uh, in Greece as well. I love it. I love it, Christos. All right. So you, you get an opportunity during the pandemic to hop on some Zoom calls because that's the only way that that uh, media members could could interact with coaches and players. Um, how did you get kind of invited to the Pistons who took care of you maybe to get you that access? And, and how long did it take you to kind of get it, get acclimated to asking some questions? Well, uh, the first time that I had the opportunity to talk with the Detroit Pistons player was Derrick Rose in the media week of uh, the previous season, uh, in two years before, actually. I had, It was the first Detroit Pistons player that I talked. And uh, I remember I was the last one who asked questions to Derrick Rose, but I was really, really excited because I talked with him. I had the opportunity to talk with, with him and... Then I started to to create a connection with the Pistons and the office, the office of the NBA as well, who helped me a lot to to get to uh, to involve to involved in on those Zoom, Zoom sessions and uh, everything started with an email to the uh, to the NBA office to okay. get how to to have the opportunity to talk with teams in 
and players and they helped me a lot and uh, it's it was really it was the beginning and then i started to connect with teams and having more consistent uh, uh communication with uh, the nba office and everything was uh, was good since then you know, it's interesting again we're talking to christos de saltas from sdna in greece who covers the uh, nba and and the pistons uh, over in greece for that website um and, and you can follow him on Twitter as well. What is, I don't know, how do you get comfortable? Because as a reporter that obviously has an accent and is not in the country and is not recognizable to some of the coaches and players right away, they're probably at first like, who the heck's this Christos guy? How do you, you know, it, it seemed like you had a good rapport with the players. What do you think the secret was? I don't feel comfortable anytime that I ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I always have a bug on my mind that oh I I'm gonna take a I'm gonna ask a stupid question and they're gonna bury me. Bury you? Were you were you nervous? I mean, was there yeah. was there something? One hundred percent. And I'm still I'm still I'm still nervous. All right, but but you now that you're front and center in front of some of these players and you had that opportunity, I mentioned before a beef stew Isaiah Stewart. I mean, took a picture with you, put his arm around you. I mean, what? Did he recognize you? Like, how did that go down? Yeah. Uh, one guy from uh, the PR member of uh, the Detroit Pistons told me that I asked Isaiah Stewart want to meet you. And I was I was shocked. It was something that I, I could say to the Pistons member that I would like to uh, meet Isaiah Stewart. And then Isaiah Stewart want, wanted to meet me. It was how about a shocking that? moment. <laughs> what do you remember what you asked him back in the day when you first uh, spoke to him? Ooh, I, I to be honest, I don't remember, but always trying to ask him about his development, about his skills, and uh, always trying to to find some good things about his game because he's really good, really talented player. It was there anybody else besides him that you really, really wanted to talk to uh, when you had a chance? Mm, Coach Casey. Yeah. We got a sh uh, short shot after his uh, media availability in the arena, and uh, for me it was really good to to meet him in person. I had some uh, interaction with him via Zoom, and now talking talk with him and shake his hand in person was really really good thing. How do you get to? I'm not asking for directions, but I, to get to so SDNA who you work for, they picked up the flight and and the hotel and I mean did you have to sell them on I, I've got to be at this game like how did how did, how did that work to uh, to enable you to be at this game well I I arranged this trip when the teams uh, when the the NBA released the announcement about this game yeah next uh, in the after 24 48 hours I arranged the, the flight I arranged the hotel and stuff Oh, that's great! And they were good with it. They're like, "We're you got to go. You got to be there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they helped me a lot. That's really great. Tell me about the things that you've been writing about this week, because you you've been there a couple days here. Uh, yeah. What what have you kind of been focused on, and what's been your Detroit angles? I guess. Well, uh, I had the opportunity to talk with Killian Hayes, uh, Jaden Ivey, Hamidou Diallo, and Coach Casey during the media availabilities, and they talked me about. Uh, the importance of uh, Kate Cunningham's presence in uh, in Paris, how important for the bond of the team was to be the leader of the team in uh, in Paris, despite his season-ending injury. Uh, 
Uh, Coach Casey mentioned uh, the steps on the right direction that the Pistons did with Killian Hayes and the progress that the French guy did so far in the season. And uh, and uh, Jaden Ivey also mentioned uh, the excitement about uh, about his his trip to Paris. It was something that uh, he he expected a lot, and he mentioned the bond that he created with with his teammates and how beneficial is this trip about that. So your pieces at sdna.gr, and you can follow them on Twitter at Tsaltas, T-S-A-L-T-A-S 46, are in Greek. So if I want to read them, do I have to press some button to get it into the English version or what? Uh, it's Google Translate, actually. Google Translate. Okay, yeah, I'll make that happen. Unfortunately, <laughs> Google Translate is the, the, best, the best way. Not only, I mentioned the Pistons being cool to you, and obviously the Bulls, I'm assuming you've talked to some Bulls folks as well, right? Yeah. Uh, NBA Communications um, welcomed you to Paris on Twitter. There was an article about you in the Wall Street Journal. I mean... Uh, how are you handling all this fame, Christos? <laughs> I'm still humble. I'm still a humble guy. <laughs> it was a shock when I saw the tweet about NBA communications. It was a great honor. I describe what what I felt about uh, about that, but it was an honor. It was an honor. It seems like the league knows they've got to go international, and they have. I mean, the amount of international players right now, the stars like Luca that are that are uh, that are not necessarily from uh, the United States. What what kind of a reach does the NBA have internationally? Do we, do, and do we even understand it here in our own country? Well, the impact, I will talk about Greece. The impact of NBA in Greece is huge. Even before Yanis, the, the impact was huge because of Kobe, because of the Pistons, because of the Celtics. The, the, the NBA was uh, something like uh, a daily basis for the Greeks. They love to watch NBA. They love to watch to hear uh, jersey NBA jerseys, mm-hmm. and uh, with Giannis as one of the faces of the NBA, it was ex- it was explosion. The interest was really it was way more huge, and still is really big. And uh, the Greek fans love basketball and loves NBA. That's really really cool, Christos. So uh, with us, Christos de Saltas. Um, tell me about your thoughts on this Pistons season. It's certainly been disappointing, but a lot of it is due to Cade Cunningham missing the year. Um, but I know that some of these young guys are gaining a lot of experience. How do you kind of view what you've seen from this 2022-2023 Pistons team? Yeah, I think it's a good step for the 2023-2024 season to take some experiences, players like uh, Killian Hayes, who stepped up this season, Jaden Ivey, who who will have a, a full season under his belt. Jalen Duran as well. He's really good and he's really talented. Uh, but this team has talent and need one piece to a veteran leadership to explode the whole talent about the team. Bogdan Bogdanovic is great acquisition. And, and they need one more veteran to make the step, to make the... The ne- to take this team to the next level. They have a great core, a great young core, and the ve- uh, another one veteran can help the team way, way more. It's tough to obviously kind of rebuild or as the Pistons kind of call it, restore. It takes some time. Um, we've seen some teams that the, the, that the 
the restoration for them or even the the rebuild for them um, is quicker than others. I mean, look at Indiana or whatever, but, you know, Sacramento, we're seeing the kind of the fruits of their labor, aren't they? And like you said, the Sabonis pickup in Sacramento, do you see that as sort of a springboard for the Pistons to go, like you said, make that addition, whatever Troy Weaver decides to do, and and they could be right there near near the top of the East next year? It's up It's up to the front office. The front office know, knows better than anyone. If Troy Weaver wants to, to, pull, to pull the trigger and make a, a huge straight, he can really make the difference. But the core is great. They have a great core. And they have a lot of talent. The talent is there. Everybody shows that. So uh, it's up to the front office, 100%. You mentioned Killian Hayes a couple of times. Uh, still such a young player. Uh, what's it been like to kind of follow him and see? He, he's he got to be just starstruck and so happy to be home and getting a lot of attention this week, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think I think he was the happiest man in the room. <laughs> showing him talk with the guys I mean his body language shows speak volumes about his uh, his happiness to be here he plays like a home court in in Paris but it's not only the trip in Paris that makes him uh, that's makes him joy his his work ethic and his progress this season especially since November was outstanding he plays like a true point guard he evolves his game especially uh, in scoring ability, and uh, I think he he has he has bright future and has a lot of a lot to prove. He can be one of the leaders of this group, no doubt. You mentioned before, bad boys. You followed uh, the going to work team that won the uh, championship, uh, obviously in '04, and you know Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace are among those on this trip. Um, the, the the history of the Pistons is pretty special, isn't it? No. No doubt, of course, they are they are special. Every player from that team, especially 2003-2004, is it was no. I have no words actually. It was one of the first teams for me at, that uh, I played NBA live, and one of my my <laughs> choices to play uh, exhibition games and stuff was uh, the Detroit Pistons. Man, this is so cool. It's it's just neat to know that the reach is not just around here. That it's and and this is no knock on any of the beat writers here. They do a great job, and I've had many of them on the show. But it's almost like you're the Pistons writer for an entire country. Uh, do you feel like sometimes you're 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 carrying that torch a little bit? Uh, it's an honor uh, that uh, that uh, that title is an honor. But uh, I don't feel I don't feel like that. I, I'm trying to. To cover as better as I can, uh, team, or, or trying to 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 write a good st- a good story about the Pistons. It's always joyful. All right, final thing for Christos to Saltas. Here's the big question: When are we going to get you to a game at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit? When, when are we making that happen? Uh, it's uh, it's one of my back it's one of my budgets in my bucket list. Yeah, I, would, I really lo- uh, want to be in Michigan. I want to 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 reach all the, the the whole story, the whole tradition, the culture about it. I read a lot about the the culture and um, the foundation of the Detroit Pistons, and uh, I hope in one or two years from now, I have the I will have the opportunity to to travel to Detroit. That's awesome. That's all. Have you been to the states before? No, 
Never. This is my first NBA game overall. Okay. In person. But you've never even traveled to the United States for anything. Yeah, never. How about that? Very, very cool. Well, this has been a long time coming for you, Christos. Uh, congratulations on, on just getting that access, doing such a great job and covering the team. And, and not just the Pistons, but like you said, um, you said some other teams have been pretty cool to you as well, right? Uh, yeah, I have no problem. Uh, Miami Heat also, I have a great connection with them. Um, also, uh, well, uh, and the Chicago Bulls as well, but... Uh, What's happening today with uh, the Detroit Pistons? It was uh, one of the best moments of my life. Oh my god! My career. How about that? That is so cool. But and you know the league inside and out. Who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Who do you think? Who, who are you going to see in the finals this year? Do you think? Oh, tough question, but it's too early. It's too early, and the good teams, the favorite, the favorite teams are a little bit low right now. Like the Golden State Warriors are always in the race for the championship and they are they have a lot of ups and downs so far but uh i think boston celtics against uh, the healthy la clippers will be a hmm. good uh, final okay. matchup all right we're going to put that down as your prediction but christos what an honor to uh, talk to you uh enjoy the rest of the trip and uh, thanks so much for doing this it was my honor thank you very very much for it you got it. There he is, Christos to uh, Christos to Saltos, the legend from the Greek sports website SDNA, and uh, covering the Pistons for the very first time in person uh, there at the NBA Paris game with the Pistons and the Bulls. So much fun to uh, catch up with Christos on this another edition of the Pistons Pod. We'll talk to you again next week.